Hello. We are glad you found us. Please sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Welcome to When Life Attacks. I still maintain that he is saying, blinded by the light, wrapped up like a douche, another roller in the night. From what I understand, he's comfortable with that. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. I'm pretty sure we've talked about this on another episode, so I'm not going to go too far into it. But at work, we have a classic rock station on, which is nice now. I don't have to listen to the country station, the top 20 station. get to listen to some classic rock. But that song keeps coming on. And so it just keeps getting restuck in my head. And I'm, I try to hear it the other way with like the normal version, you know, like his, his lyrics that he had written. And I'm I'm still just hearing wrapped up like a douche. I kind of do that with smells like teen spirit. Like I I know the lyrics, but I, for some reason, when I sing it, sing it with all his, I don't know, crude pronunciation (laughs) and sing would probably be even a little. That would, that would be probably more than what I'm doing. A little generous. Yeah, I'm probably like mumbling along. <laughs> well, I'm Travis McFalls. I'm James Hamilton. And I maintain it's wrapped up like a douche. Wait. <laughs> anyway, it's 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 douche. And there's nothing wrong with douche. No, he's, you know? just as long as you play it, he's happy. Yeah. And so, you know, I mean, some people consider douche, you know, it's a, it's a hygienic product. Although the studies have come out saying that it's um, not... They say it's actually worse for you to douche than to not. So I can comfortably say I don't have an opinion on this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know nothing about it. I've never summer de- summer's eved. I've never not felt so fresh down there, but uh, yeah, they, they say that douching is not, it's like the opposite of hygienic now. You know, you mentioned douching and it kind of pulls me to the fact I watched the Grammys last night. Oh, you did? I did. Oh, I can't do that. It's I'm a s- it's award season pretty much everywhere. So there's the SAG Awards and the Golden Globe Awards, and we're coming up to the Oscars, and we've got the Grammys, you know. And it's celebrities because usually when you have an award ceremony, they're designed to bring attention to people or things that are deserving of it. And when you have celebrities and performers and people that are you know like Bruno Mars is not starving for attention, but last night he was Performer of the Year. Okay. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> Shut up. Really? He's one of the most annoying people on the planet. Okay. I, I, I know the name. I've heard the name. Ah, it's just brutal. <laughs> it's brutal. Sting performed last night and you were like, ah, we've, you know, we should hang those up. <laughs> your, your time has passed. I heard Bonnie Raitt is like the Colonel now on the new like KFC commercials. Really? Bonnie Raitt. Yeah. You know, like they had Norm MacDonald and some of those guys. Rock is hurting. I, I heard recently that we the rock is now not the number one form of music for Americans. What'd it go to? Two. It's the number two. Right. But now what is number one? R&B. R&B. Mm-hmm. 
you know, there was a time R&B was really good and was number one, too. I'm a big Motown fan. I don't see, but I don't have an opinion of whether I like it or not. What I, what I dislike is that the whole time there was good rock music, there was also R&B music. And it seems to me that it's now almost all mostly R&B music and you're hard pressed to find good rock and roll or kids that even want to play instruments. <laughs> yeah. Rock and roll really just started tanking around the two thousands I mean, the Flaming Lips sort of had their little push where, you know, but then, and the White Stripes kind of came out. the White out. Stripes. I was going that direction. Like, yeah. Say the White Stripes. Like, we had that whole thing kind of happen for, like, a cup of coffee. Lincoln Park was okay. And, I mean, but that was sort of, like, the last little, because it was already going douchey by that point. By the time I was in high school in the late 90s, you could see rock was sort of, yeah. On its last good breaths and yeah. that the next couple breaths it was going to take were going to be, it was, it was going to be a, a long exhale. Yeah. All your friends systems in their cars weren't bumping, you know, kiss. They were yeah. Dr. Dre and all those cats. Yeah. And I mean, the stuff that the rock guys were coming out with just wasn't, it just sucked. <laughs> when I listen back to, you know, what they call, you know, hip hop or gangster rap yeah. from when I was growing up. It's so lame now. It's so tame. Actually, it's funny. I hated it. I hated it in the 90s, but now I like it as an adult. I don't dislike it. I just think it's, you know, I'm an adult now. And I would imagine if I was Ice Cube listening to some of the lyrics of my songs back then, even though it obviously has treated him well. Yeah. It's kind of one of those bury your head in your hand like, God, (laughs) such a douche. I I think that's what it is for me. I think it's a bit of nostalgia mixed with a little bit of Kichi, you know, just sort of. Like, what was that Coolio song? The Fantasy, Ride, Ride, Slippery, song. White Guy Trying to Sing. <laughs> um, that, was, that was catchy. Yeah. Um, my old singer and I, like, we used to love that because, like, you know, the music video, those mu- the rap had some great music videos back in the 90s. Um, specifically that one, you know, where you had, like, the funky old wizard come out and he turns his bicycle into, like, the Cadillac or whatever. And you see him, they're going from Da uh, Hood to Da Beach. And there was the great Jimmy the Cab Driver thing on it. You know, oh, the kids are loving it. They're going from Dayhood to Day Beach. I loved it. So, I mean, I love it now as an adult because I look back on that stuff and how you used to sort of make fun of it. Like, you know, people used to think like, yeah, like you knew they were saying Duh Hood, but people would be like, oh, we're going to Dayhood or Day Beach. <clears throat> I would say what occurred, I can't have fun with it now. What occurred to me last night was I don't think I've ever liked the Grammys. I can think of, you know, like... With YouTube, I can think of some cool performances, like some memorable performances that came out of it. But right. the actual show and even who they picked to win, most of the time I'm no not into it. And then even when the guys that we grew up on liking won it, they were like, like okay, we're the really we're the best. Did Metallica win when they were nominated? I don't know. Didn't Nirvana win? I thought somehow Metallica got snubbed. Or Pearl Jam. I liked them both. You know, some of those guys, I mean, those guys were all nominees. Those guys were there. I just remember in our day when grunge was ruling like the dinosaurs, um, even when those guys were invited on those shows, uh, you know, invited to them, they were sort of like, okay. And they'd sort of just do these mock performances, making fun of it. Lip syncing was what has always bothered me when, when you, Uh, when it took a lot of production or a lot of speakers or whatever to bring the sound through and you'd see them up there and you could tell that. 
Something's a little off. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the way she's dancing and singing, like most people would be like, (sighs) (laughs) you know, going for breath. (laughs) And yet she's singing pitch perfect. Like like she does on the record. I like the People's Choice Awards and uh, the People's Choice Awards and MTV would have some good awards because they didn't take themselves too seriously. It was they didn't. About good shows. They didn't until they started taking themselves seriously. MTV did at least. Do you think so? Don't they have best the, on screen kiss and shit? It's just a joke. The VMAs. Isn't it? The VMAs. No, I remember by the time I was in my 20s, like it became a joke. I might have slept through that period of time because I think it's still a joke. Or maybe it's just my perception. No, like perception it was it. a joke, not because it was a joke, like, ha ha ha. Like we're laughing with you. Now it's a joke, like, oh. We're kind of laughing at you, but we're not because it just got sad because you're taking yourself that seriously. The movie season is up. It's upon us. And I have discovered, and I hate to say this. I hate to say this. I hate to say this because my family gets together and we have an Oscars party, as you know, and we fill out our ballots and, you know, make a deal out of it. But the majority of the Oscars, say, except for maybe... I don't know, say six or seven awards. Let's just say uh, uh, best actor, best actress, best supporting actor, best supporting actress, best picture, maybe best director, and then maybe best song. Maybe those are like the the fun awards. Not best, best boy grip? <laughs> Not, <laughs> you know, there's art direction, foreign film, uh, costume, set design, uh, cinematography, even, you know, I kind of get into like the makeup award or whatnot, but it it feels like the awards sort of get pinned in numbers to whatever's going to be the best picture, which I could sort of get behind when there were five best pictures. But now I think there's nine best pictures. What? Yeah, they, they turned it from five films to like nine or ten films. So like ten films are nominated now Ugh. as best picture, which is, I don't know why we needed ten. Well, because everyone gets an award now, Jim. <laughs> the participation <laughs> bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> At least the Golden Globes, you know, they brought in, you know, they bring comedy into it. And they bring other neglected genres into it. And they sort of leave some of those technical awards for a banquet, banquet dinner the night before. Which was the one where uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone took all the acid and dressed in drag? Mm, they didn't dress and drag, but they did take a bunch of acid. That was the Oscars. Yep. Yeah. That, oh yeah. When uh, South Park Bigger Longer Uncut came out. Yeah. They were just and they, were, they just <laughs> showed up. I think they were in drag. I'm pretty sure they were in drag. I thought they, they were, were definitely on acid. Definitely. Definitely rolling, were yeah. on acid. And then they see for me, those are the type of guys that I like to, you know, because they're like, dude, this is, you know, it's art. It's subjective. Okay, you thought we, but I don't know. It was just the way they approached it. Like, all right, well, we're just going to do fucking acid because, I mean, this is what it means to us, you know? They thought it was ridiculous and they yeah. contractually had to go. If yeah. they got nominated to hold up their end of the bargain, they had to go. And yeah. Like, fuck it, we'll roll. Yeah. <laughs> and so I thought that was great because, I mean, really, it means shit. If you win an Oscar, it means shit. If you win an Emmy, it means shit. It's just that's what that group of people wanted to pick for that time to send whatever message it was that they wanted to send at that point in time. You know, last night at the Grammys, they gave Carrie Fisher award. Why? A posthumous award. Was she, was she a musician? Uh, best audio book reading. Okay. I didn't know she did books on tape. 
she doesn't die, that award never goes to her. It was, you know, it, it was needed in the show to try to bring in an audience because it was really quite boring. Well, that's what I like about the South. But, you know, they're just making fun of the pandering nature of the whole thing. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's a, gross. It really it, is gross. It's in a way. It's very gross. It's 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 borderline disgusting. Uh, what would you call it? like like sycophants? Because it's uh, art, art is subjective. And I realized, so I'm a fan of film and I'm a fan of music and, you know, I like television. So it's not like they don't have a subject matter I'm interested in. And I realize that art is subjective. So I know when I go into watching these things that it's going to be that way. But it's now become a platform to lecture me <laughs> on what you should vote for. Uh, on this ultra left liberal liberal agenda. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a very much an agenda. And, and I'm not, it, it, for me, I am a per, I'm, I'm, I'm a compassionate person. So um, I understand that there's only so big of a pie and that if you give the majority of that pie to a very small number of people and the rest of us are sharing a very small piece that it creates war and it creates racism and it creates a lot of it creates a lot of negativity. Yeah. Pure suffering for those that don't have. It causes friction. So I do like to see the wealth spread around. Yes. At the same time, (laughs) I don't really feel like taking social cues from Oprah Winfrey. No. Okay. I, I don't think Oprah Winfrey is the greatest person in the whole world. Like I don't see her and see, Oh my God, this is a great person. I see somebody that's probably powerful enough and shrewd enough that she made her own magazine and she's on the cover every fucking month. Yeah. But you know what? Good for her. I mean, she went out, she made her fortune. She did it. She can put herself on her fucking own magazine every month for all I care. Just, you know, don't, don't tell me how to think. It's terrible. And I'm, you're watching a show. I think she got a lifetime achievement award from the, uh, I think it was the Golden Globes and my my sisters felt empowered by her speech. And so they were, you know, it actually brought tears to some of their eyes and that, you know, they felt like I should be listening more. And, and I really thought that it would, I feel like a lot of the things that are coming up as, as being topical, you know, because we're the, the, the conservative train and, and the Trump craze has brought out of the woodwork a whole group of people that are very passionate about whatever injustice there is um, are taking advantage of it. Well, I, I mean, I don't think it started. Who was it? Was it Glenn Close back in 2015? Oh, at, at the Oscars? Who was it? Was it her at the Oscars that said something about Trumpy? Yeah. And just really, I thought it wasn't, no, no, not, not Glenn, Glenn Close. Close. It was uh, Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. Yeah. And like, you know, people were, yes, yes. Now every time I take the, I have to give that speech. Yeah. And I mean, people have been doing it long before Streep did it, but it just, something with, with hers seemed to really catapult that, that sort of behavior as to like, well, I won the award. I'm expected to give the big, uh, pro Democrat speech here. Yeah. And, um, it's almost like you won't win the award if you won't give the speech. Like, well, uh, Jim, Travis, you guys made a great movie. Um, we're considering you th- for this award, but we really need to hear your uh, political speech before we decide to 
give you the award and send you up on that podium. If it were you, all right, if, if I had never heard of Travis McFalls mm-hmm. and it was likely going to be the only time in your life you got attention and you wanted to use that moment to thank your family, friends, and those that helped to get you there, but you also wanted to shed light on the blossoming uh, boa constrictor problem in Florida that's devastating wildlife, I could maybe I could maybe make a little space for that, okay? <laughs> but if you're Brad Pitt, who constantly has somebody waiting to write down your next intellectual barfing, <laughs> right. you know, at the award show, I really don't need to hear how you feel about shit. Right. And you do very little to impact it, and the things you do to try to help it are really just forms of your philanthropy by tax deduction, you know, like, yep. well, I did this and that and donated, so I won't have to pay in an extra 500 grand. I was about to say, if I was making their movie, I, uh, the, if I was making their money, I would be a huge philanthropist. Tax deduction. Absolutely. Huge philanthropist. You uh, look at, Don- Come, you know, I just, I, I would like take court, come to me with a cause. What is it? What do you, what do you have here? Shoes for, I don't know, people that need shoes. You got them. Here's a check. Next week, we're going to talk about, uh, I kind of want to talk about the Me Too and the, the feminist push. Yeah. And I know I know you've been uh, not out of the loop, but you wanted to, to be a little bit more well-read about the subject. So next week, we should talk about that a little bit. I don't uh-huh. want to introduce it into this, but I think that it's bigger. I think the problem really is mm-hmm. bigger than... I think like Donald Trump's more like a symptom, like that person being our president, a symptom. Yeah. Cause I mean, if you think about it, I mean, I I thought Clooney would have been president before Trump because they both come from that same celebrity background, you know, like if it went Democrat, I I just had a feeling it would be someone like a Clooney, you know what I mean? But instead we got the Republican version of it. I wonder if that is the Republican version of it. I think he was the, in many ways, kind of the F you, like F you, you guys suck. At some point in time, the speeches have to kind of slow down. Yeah. And the general public has to kind of stop going along with this. And we have to say the government shutting down for any reason. I mean, that's your only fucking job. (laughs) Keep it going. If it shuts down over, you know, Anything, I mean, that that budget needs to be scaled down to this is what keeps the doors open. Yeah. And it's a it's a non it's it's a non sticking point. It's a right. We we take care of this core. Keep the government open. And then if you want to argue about abortion or gun rights or whatever else that doesn't really affect that, that needs to be separate. Yeah. We need. I just. I, I. I'm. I'm having trouble making it through the winter spring award season, watching actors and actresses, ninety percent of which not only aren't educated but are have spent their life living a reality that none of us a totally skewed. Yeah, reality. their fucking feet are way off the ground. Yeah, yeah. I wish. I mean, in my in our heads, we live like they do. You know, in your head, you can go, man. Yeah. If only I had the money to do, you know, but they do and they, but they don't necessarily have the intelligence to go. Have you spent any time with somebody who's famous? Um, 
quasi-famous. I wouldn't say fame. Well, yeah, I mean, like I hung out with the Dandy Warhols one night. Mm-hmm. They were good people. But I wouldn't call them, you know, they're not millionaires. I had. An I mean, un- they're, they're, they're living off what they're doing, but they're not millionaires, I don't think. I had an unfortunate stint working at a casino. Mm-hmm. And for a night, I had the option to do my job or to take care of this person that was a semi-celebrity that they had brought in. It was a boxer, and I don't even remember who at the time. But he was famous at the time. And one of the things I can tell you is they have no concept of how... I mean, they get they get so far away from what it means to be a regular person. I mean, the way people just would fall all over themselves. Sign a dollar bill here. I'll keep it for my whole life. Yeah, like your moment of of uh, the, and you're gonna get on stage and tell me, that, yeah, I just can't yeah. do it, man. Well, I that's why, like, you always when they get pulled over, like, you know who I am, you know who I am. It's like, holy shit, dude, you. you do you know who you are? You're a person that's like driving drunk right now. You're getting pulled over like all of us, buddy. Just saying, do you know who I am? Doesn't that, that doesn't usually work. Do you think if the uh the deputy was on, you think you would be like, Yeah, you know, I'd cut him a break. You know, the deputy's a kind of a principled dude, so uh He's an interesting cat because you can sit down and you can talk to him and you can see that he and I are from sort of different sides of the political sphere. Yeah. He leans a lot heavier right and I lean a little bit more center left. Yeah. And I wouldn't say he's like extreme right, but he he is one of the cheapest men I've ever met in my entire life. Uh, but he's able to do his job and be completely beyond having an opinion of you personally when he does his job. Yeah. And I find that incredible because I couldn't do that. Oh, yeah. If I walked to somebody and they were an asshole, I mean, I would just, just automatically. Just throw the book. Yeah. I would, <laughs> I would lean towards your fucked, right? Yeah. And he can go through it and say, well, this and this didn't happen, so I can't search your car. And you did this and that. And even though I don't like it, you're within your legal right to do it. And blah, 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 blah. And I mean, he follows the rules. Yeah. I would not do that. See, and that's why I want him being the deputy and not you. Right, totally. <laughs> I'm be a horrible deputy. And that's why, like, I don't know if I want these actors to be politicians. <laughs> they have such a huge sway over the masses. Yeah. I mean, you can just watch everyone just really fall in love with their words because they're just words. Yeah. They don't have any of the practical problems of really trying to, to lead. Yeah. You know, it's like, that's great. But yeah. in an economy where you want to either save money or spend money. The money either has to come from somewhere or people will have to suffer as a result. Those are the only two options. There aren't other options. Yeah. I mean, when you get to sit there on that platform, you basically get to have your cake and you get to eat it. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, all right, your speech goes a little awry. What's the worst that's going to happen? You know, people people, call you a dick. People call you a dick. Millions aren't going to suffer. No. So. No. And do you think, do you think like that's what, why like maybe movies, movies are tanking? (sighs) Yes. You brought that up and I actually had to look it up before the show. Uh, Movie theaters are in a 25 year lull. 25 years since 92. 92. Approximately. Yeah. Well, because they went from 97 and then 25 years back from that would have been 92. Yep. Or 97. 2017. Yeah. The same thing goes with professional football. 
They're in another ratings lull, which I guess, you know, they're down 6%. Isn't the, um, like the wrestling guy, McMahon or whatever, isn't he trying to get his he's own He's starting football? his own football league, which would be a catastrophe. <laughs> yeah. And like, he's going to like make it non-political, but yet everyone has to stand for the national anthem. Yeah. He's already painted himself in a corner. Yeah. And, uh, all of his players can't even have like a DUI or anything on their record. That's going to be entertaining. The first the first go around was great for like a week or two, and then everybody was over it. Yeah, I, mean, I don't wish him. You know, I don't. I don't want to see it. I'm not like trying to actively root against him. I just sports require a certain amount of honor, and you want the people that are calling the shots to be supremely fair, the best dungeon master you've ever seen. Yeah. And when I look at Vince McMahon, I don't look at the best dungeon master I've ever seen. <laughs> Not within that idiom. No, he's like the best car. Sa- like he's always going to be selling me that his car is the best car, even though I know damn well it's used. And I think you might've gotten a flood car. Yeah. <laughs> and I just feel that way about him. All right. Movies on the other hand, I, you know, I was just telling you, I went to the movie theater the last two weekends and I didn't want to sit in Jumanji with tons of kids and families. Oh, I've heard nightmare stories about people our age going to Jumanji. I've heard nightmare stories. Apparently it's not pleasant to go to Jumanji at our age. Kids yelling and talking loud and throwing food and, and you know, parents do it because they have to. I'm not a fucking parent. Yeah. So if I walk into a movie theater at three in the afternoon and it's loud while the movie's going on and kids are crying in the background and, and it's miserable. Yeah. I just, that's not fun for me, especially not at $20 to see a flick. Yeah. Well, and then we always, cause we always sound like dicks cause we don't have kids. People are like, you don't have kids, so you don't get it. But this, once again, you're not going to like this, but I mean, why should we have to suffer your decisions? <laughs> Do you know that there is, there are many women that for the first time are coming out and saying, and they're not, they're not, they're not social misfits. These are successful women, um, you know, college professors, CEOs of companies, successful attorneys, all walks of life, even love their children, right? They'll tell you in the, I love my children, Yeah. but if I had to do it all over again, I'd have never fucking had kids. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I know a lot of single moms that say that. I think my mom secretly thinks that. I can understand that. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> like, I, you know, she, she'll never tell me, but I can see it in the eye. <laughs> I believe I'm a personality that uh, wants to have kids and would love kids. I think I would love my kids. Yeah. I have trouble with other people's kids or kids that aren't in my, you know, that that where I where I can't redirect them if they get out of hand, you know, you right. can't fuck with other people's kids. Right. But I typically am disappointed by the average human being. So when that average human being procreates and I have to live with both the disappointing adult and its offspring at the theater, it, it, it isn't a statement that I think having children is bad. It's spending time with other people's children. That's bad. See, and I used to think that way when I was in my twenties and then I lived with Texas Exes and I hit my thirties and now I'm just like, I'm cool with never having kids. Like I'm totally cool with the idea of never having kids. So now you're going to have like six kids. Oh fuck. I just fucked myself. Right. Right. Fuck. I have a fucking George Foreman family. Oh no. Don't say that. Don't say that to me. 
Yeah. Be Travis just McFalls com- 2 and 3 and 4. Oh, man, that's right. Yeah, because guys can go have kids. Until like 70. Wasn't Steve Martin like 80 and have a kid? Eddie Murphy just like had a kid in the last couple of years. Yeah. And he's in his mid-60s. See, that's what's going to happen to me. I think like I'll go and like I'll be like grandpa age and then I'll have a kid. Maybe, you know, if you take care of yourself, (laughs) so you get rich, maybe you'll get rich. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably him. So, but but the the kids, the kids are for me. Yeah. I've come to terms. I've come to terms. Like I'm not going to have, so then, you know, that's a decision I made and like, it's even like something at work, like, oh, well, Joni always gets the best shift because she has a kid and she has, well, I don't know that Joni should always get the best shift just because she has a kid. You know, why, you know, just because I'm a single guy, that doesn't mean I don't like getting out early from time to time. Maybe I'd like to get out early and try to make it to the post office before it closes or go enjoy a sunny afternoon, you know, like, why am I suffering other well, someone else's decision? Well, you're suffering that because she's going to go home and work again and you're going to get off 20 minutes later and not work at all. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. so I get that. Just like when there's a pregnant lady, I'll get up on the bus and she can sit down. Or the well, yeah, I'm not gonna like make the pregnant and lady I, stand. I still hold doors for girls, and I I still, d- despite the venom towards. Oh, it isn't even to be Joni. Uh, Tom has a kid, and Tom, you know, filter in your name. I don't know. I just uh, I don't know. I when when people you know you make the choice, you make the choice to have a kid, so. You know, like, well, like that. but a lot of people, once they have the kid, they were like, Whoa, I didn't realize what was all involved. So, some people, it's not a choice, it's sometimes it's a uh oh, and then uh, we're dealing with, yeah. Well, you have options, no, that's not that's <laughs> that's technically true, but it morally may not be true for many people, right? Which I support if you're not into that, right. awesome, awesome, don't do it. Morally, yep. every option's open for me, yeah, same here, yeah, I'm like. Whatever works. Yep. Yep. What do you think? Let's have a, let's converse about this. We, yeah. we both got in this together. Let's not, have a not conversation. Not the end of the world to me. Yeah. No. So, um, wow. But I, that has ruined movies. Like the entire families, because they're the movies that make money. Yep. So they're entirely dependent on being able to have that audience available to them when they need it in Hollywood. You know, the millions yeah. and the uh, despicable me's and the, uh, the remakes of you know putting Cinderella back or another Lion King. I heard they're going to do a chipmunk movies. Are you? And the fourth kidding? one was terrible. Uh, well, I think the first two were okay, and then it. Well, I thought three was widely. What's there three? wasn't three make get award. Yeah, that won awards. Three. Uh, okay. I don't and know. Four was shit, and five is probably going to be once, terrible. Once again, I don't have kids. <laughs> I, uh, God, I always feel like I come across this as is, an this asshole. This is common knowledge. Actually. I always come. This across is common as an knowledge. Asshole. The superhero movie coming out every week. I've got superhero fatigue. Yeah, yeah. I've seen the origin story enough times that I honestly, in the first hour of the movie, I just don't care. Right. You're like, I, I get it. Yeah, I got it. You suffered or you were hit by a ray or something. And then we go through meeting whoever your adversary is. And then we leave on the possibility that you will meet again. Right. And that has been done over and over and over and over again. I've actually seen, what, three Spider-Mans in my lifetime? <laughs> three different ones right yeah the toby mcguire one was sort of and even when that one came out i wasn't like that was huge hype and i didn't get huge hype on that i was like okay cool 
Star Wars was coming out at that time and disappointing See, I liked, me. I like Star. I like Spider Man. I like Tobey Maguire. Oh, I liked it. I like Tobey Maguire. Like I did eventually see it, not in the theater though. Dig I dug Iron Man. I like the X Men. I was sad to watch them put down um, Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. I mean, it's not that I dislike them, but you can't keep hitting me with me you know, every week. Oh, but you can because do you know what a kid's attention span is? Oh, this movie. Oh, that movie. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And you know, you keep pumping them out there and. Parents are going to take their kids to see them. Isn't though, aren't most of them PG 13 or now they're even trending R. I know that Deadpool's coming out. The number two, the second one's coming out as an R. They want to do the new X-Men as a PG 13. Usually that either comes down to graphic violence or swearing. Yeah. I don't know. And the comedy is dead. Oh, comedy. Yeah. When you want to go to the theater and see a funny movie that has, that does, they can't count on it to do enough money. So that has to go. Yeah. That's just sad. Cause some of my favorite things I've ever gone to the theater for were comedies. Yeah. Good times. Or if they do now, now it's just, you know, it's the, it's the feel good comedy, you know, four girlfriends getting together for a trip to the Jamaica's because They've just, you know, they're at that point in their lives where things could go one way or the other and they rediscover themselves on the trip. But in the meantime, while they're going through security, oh, crazy things are happening with the with the metal detector. They're finding metal in places they shouldn't be finding metal. Ooh, isn't that silly? It couldn't be, yeah. See, it's that shitty attitude you have right now is killing the comedy. It's just, well, no, because I've seen the previews for that movie and uh, we both saw them. During Alien Covenant, and which movie was that? Oh God! Oh God! I can't remember. The four girls take a fucking trip. Alien Covenant was shit too. Yeah, that's what you thought. Me and most of the voting audience, yeah. You and most of the voting audience. I thought it was, you know, it was okay. It wasn't the worst entry in the series. Is streaming and the eight and twelve episode miniseries, the twelve hour benders. The, you know, the, the the deep dive into the into the uh, these stories and these characters killing people wanting to go to the movie theater because yeah because I mean a well, lot of bang for your buck there well if you think about it it's sort of like with sports people aren't going to sports games either because why put up with all these assholes around you when you can watch the game in crystal clear HD and no one fucking bothers you you want to take a piss you don't have to go in a trough and wait thirty minutes in line to use said trough. Uh, it's the same thing with movies, I think. I mean, we ate custom grilled food the last time we went to a movie together. Uh, I, uh, you had a gourmet sandwich, correct? Yeah. We sat in recl- uh, uh, mechanized recliners and you were separated from the people behind you by a, a knee wall so that you really felt like you were in your own space. You watched it in Dolby surround in 4K or is it 8K display at the theater uh, completely temperature controlled. You see, I've had great times when we've gone to the movies, but we pick movies that those kid audiences don't go to. I mean, every movie that we've so far gone and seen on an opening night, how many kids were in that theater? We saw Kong. We saw Dunkirk. We, we didn't saw- see Kong. We saw Dunkirk. We saw Alien. Alien was the first. Wait, Life was the first one. Saw Life. I, well, wait, wait, that wasn't the first one. Yeah, that was the first one. That was the first no. time I was ever in a recliner theater. Yeah, that's true. But I thought we went to the one in Burnsville. It didn't have the recliners. I don't know. We, we don't want to have this yeah. right now on the show. But uh, anyway, so so and that's the point. Because if you, you can have a good time if you go see a movie 
you have to do it right. And like Obes, Obes won't go see movies with me, like, or Stewie, none of my, you know, you're probably the only person that'll go with me on an opening night. And I'll only go on opening night if it's a specific type of movie, because I know it's going to draw a specific audience. Yeah, my wife won't go with me either. She doesn't like the openers. And so, um, so, and like I said, I, I won't go to a Shrek or any of that shit opening night. Uh, Star Wars is about the craziest I'll get mm-hmm. on that. But, you know, like I said, Alien Covenant, not going to be a lot of kids there. Right. Probably a safe bet. Which was nice. Yeah. Dunkirk. But we probably were, not going to be a lot of kids there. When we were at Alien Covenant, wasn't that girl like giving that dude a handy right next to us, a teenage kid, and there was the jar of pickles and that whole episode? Because uh, it still ended up being a fucking shit show if memory yeah. serves. That's right. There was the handy. Um, well, you know, yeah, that's the teenage factor. I don't think we avoided it then. No, but I mean, every other movie has been pretty good so far. You know, when you brought sports up, I went and saw The Wild play the Lightning, uh, and I had club-level seats. How much are those? $168 a seat. That's not bad for a club level. Right. It was awesome, right? I should have had an amazing time. But as you're speaking of going to a theater with young children, I got seated next to the commentator. No way. Not the commentator for the hockey game, because that would have been insightful and informative and it would have kept me more involved in the game. But the guy that thinks he's a commentator. Okay. Who yells loud enough that no one can hear him except me quite loudly. And he just keeps saying over and over, let's go, boys. That away, boys. Let's get this, boys. The entire fucking time. They need to pass the puck more. Or no, no. No, no, actually, Minnesotans don't say pass the puck more. Minnesotans say, shoot, shoot, shoot. The guy will have the puck on the fucking blue line and they're screaming, shoot. I'm like, that is like the lowest percentage shot you can take. I thought this was the hockey state. And like, I just hear you guys yelling, shoot, shoot all the time. Impossible angle shot, shoot. I guess the logic is, I asked the Minnesotan about this. He said, the logic is you put it on net. There's a chance something will happen. Well, you buy a lottery ticket, there's a chance you'll win it too. But uh, it's a pretty low percentage. Yeah. So you got him. We killed him. And it should have been a great night. Yeah. And You killed the lightning, the, the wild. Right. The three people I was with continually asked me if they, if, 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 if they could switch seats with me so that they could, you know, absorb some of what I was absorbing so I could enjoy the evening more. But... Uh, it's kind of one of those things where like once you hear it, you can't unhear it. So no matter where I was, you could have been 10 seats voice, down and you would have heard him. I just, and, 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 and what do you say to a guy like that? Do you, do you lean over to him and go, Hey, don't cheer at the hockey game. Right. You know, what do you say? Yeah. Don't cheer your team on, you know, you just paid all this money too for this. So he's there with his mom and dad and shit. How old, how old was the guy? 28, 20, late 20s, early 30s. Okay. I was going to say just a number 28, but I don't know for sure. Late 20s, early 30s. Old enough to know you don't do that. I can tell you that. Uh, and several times I looked over at him because, you know, no one's going to hear you yelling like that, but it's going to be really shitty for the people in your immediate vicinity. Yeah. And I, I don't usually fantasize about being, you know, violent towards another person, <laughs> but the whole time I was picturing, you know, elbowing him in the face or, you know, smashing something heavy across his head, anything basically that would render him unconscious. Yeah. It was, it was 
everything that being in a movie theater, having someone talk behind you or kick the back of your chair would be at a hockey game. The one that gets me at the movie theater, it's sort of like the shoot the puck guy for me is the, oh, and then like, cause they've already seen the movie. Oh shit. You know, there's a dart coming up blah, blah, blah. and you're like, oh, fuck you. They ruin it before it happens. Yeah. Do the giveaway, the spoilers. Yep. Yep. I don't like that either. Or the person that points out the obvious thing, like if the guy's hiding behind the bush, he's behind the bush. And you're just like, yeah, I, I know. The, the, calm down. See, in calm the theater, down, Sparky. I will get up and fucking tell somebody. Really? Hockey game, you can't tell somebody not to cheer. It's the environment to cheer. Right. But in a movie theater, the rules are displayed up front. And apparently, I can deliver that information in an uncomfortable way, which is another reason why my wife doesn't like to go to movies with me. Well, you do have the pricky face. That'll. Yeah. You know, the, one look at a gym going, hey, shut the fuck up with that pricky face. That's ineffective. No. You stand up and you, you talk to him in a real level tone and you go, dude, I paid. I don't want to hear you. Yeah. And with that face, with that, that pricky face, that works. Yeah. It's good. I don't know that I could pull that off. If they say something after that, then I get more animated. <laughs> One time when I was with my wife, the person was kicking the chair and was behind us and they were talking the whole time and my, it, it would, it would light up in my glasses to get kid. on their phone. Yeah. 24, okay. 25 adult. And it was, it was him and his buddy. Yeah. And I got up from my chair, walked around the aisle and I sat right fucking next to him and he's got his <laughs> phone. On. I'm like, what are we looking at, dude? <laughs> and he was real weirded out. And I'm like, no, 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 I didn't come. I didn't take my lady out and, look forward to this movie. I really want to know what the fuck you're texting right now. Cause this is so awesome. And he <laughs> this is the most important thing of the night. Yep. They both right when I did that, he put his phone and he looked over his friends like, let's go. And they both left. <laughs> this is lame. so satisfying. <laughs> God, it was wonderful. So wonderful. I mean, obviously they had their plans already doled out, you know, cause they were texting the whole time. They, they had their plans figured out. So, and it was a good movie. What movie was it? It was a good movie. We went and saw, I want to say. That good, huh? I want to say, God, what movie was? I usually remember them really well. It'll come to me. It'll come to me. Yeah. We'll be in, I'll be in the middle of making like probably my first profound point of the evening. And then you'll be like, it was, blah, 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 blah. well, this was 10 years ago. So, and I've seen a lot of movies since then. Oh yes. You've seen a lot of movies since the last time I saw a movie with you. It'll come to me. Uh, you want to, I have something that I've done. I've had something that I've done and I, I feel the need to talk about it, but I want to talk about, talk about it in very realistic pretenses. Okay. Okay. I went to the Minnesota state dart tournament as yeah, a participant. You yeah, you did. You won, uh, your team won an event, didn't they? I went singles. So it was me by myself uh, one night. The first night was cricket and the second night was 501. Mm -hmm. For those of you that don't know dart games very well, if you play cricket, you've got to hit numbers 20, 19, 18, 17, 16, 15, and then the bullseye three times. And if you do it before the guy you're playing and you hit it again, you score points. And if you have more points and everything closed, you win. That's how cricket is. Or if you really want to know, just Google cricket darts. The other game I played was 501, and you're just counting backwards from 501 to zero, and you have to land exactly at zero. So Those you hit a games. yeah, you hit a 20, 20 points comes off the 501. Exactly. So uh, I am not 
there were several classes. I was in the fifth class. So there was the first class being masters and so forth. And you got to meet the fifth class and there was a couple classes worse than that. Okay. So I'm not great. However, while I was there, I learned that I am a little better than I thought I was because the classes are actually separated by not much. Mm -hmm. But if you look at the fifth class and you look at the masters separated by a lot, like a lot. Yeah. So, Yes, you're right. I took second in my my level, mm-hmm. and there were probably 150 people in it. No one was more shocked than me. It was amazing. But if you were to watch somebody who was in a, in, in the master's level, yeah, I'm I'm not even playing darts. Like <laughs> what I call darts isn't darts. Yeah, they play amazing. But that's that's not why I brought this up. I have I've never been involved in any kind of an adult tournament. That's sporting. Been involved in like kids' baseball tournaments and high school shit. So you've never been like in a beer, like like a hockey league, like a beer league, hockey league, no. or like a like a pony keg. It's always like, why is it always with adult sports? Like the pony keg softball tournament or flag football. I've done that. I've done team stuff where two teams meet and there's a referee and I've done that. But I've never done like an open, any type of tournament where there's thousands of people competing at the same time. And what I discovered was no one's there to enforce any rules. So once you get outside of the guys that are masters, every, and and even in a lot of those games, there's no one paying attention to the rules. There's nothing. And there's a lot of money at stake. What do you mean? Like, like if a guy like goes over the line, no one's calling line foul. So I was playing a guy where he would, Miss so when I I placed fourth in five oh one the next day. Again, way better than I thought I was gonna finish. Yeah, you sent me a text elated. saying like five oh one's not my game, man. No, I'll be out of here right away. <laughs> yeah. And I was when we're not on, I'll tell you some of my triumphs. But uh th- he was sucking and behind me was his dad and his grandfather or uncle. They were sitting at a, a table behind us. Mm-hmm. And every time I would go to shoot, they would just harass the shit out of me. And every time he would go to shoot, of course, he was nurtured with support. Yeah. Well, he would miss his first two darts. And on his last dart, he would start stepping over the line towards the board and then throw the dart, you know, cutting the... You're only eight feet from the board. (coughs) So if you take a big step and throw... Yeah, you're cutting some distance. Half the distance, right? And he'd hit bulls. And that's the guy that I lost to. And I told him, I said, you're can't do that. You're totally yeah. fucking cheating. He's like, I'm staying behind the line and no part of me is, is, is I'm like, you're past the line. It's not, you can't do this, it's yeah. not legal. but there's nobody who gives a shit. Right. And They're so like, what are you fifth tier? When I, when I was able to, you know, it, when I look at, at, uh, how I placed in, in the tournament, I don't look at it like, uh, I'm a, a really good dart player. All I can think about is all of the people that were, ribbon me and i mean there were guys so there would be uh you know there would be teams there but the teams would show up and play the singles so you'd have the really good guys on the team playing in higher classes and their games would get done faster because there's fewer of them and they're awesome and then the guys in the lower classes with me are playing a lot more games so then their whole team comes over and supports them so imagine you've got to hit you know two bullseyes in a triple 18 which i had to hit once Mm mm-hmm to win the game or the other guy was going to win with a simple throw. Yeah. And I have, you know, six 
beard, biker looking guys, you know, you're never going to hit this. If, if, if you hit this, there's going to, we're going to do this to you. Oh, should I throw a beer on them? They're walking behind you. I was getting, you know, you're getting, you're getting harassed. harassed. <laughs> usually when you play in league, nobody says anything to you. You no, walk up to the line, you usually, fire a couple uh, darts. Pretty good sportsmanship, you know? Yeah. I mean, they were, they were, uh, they were, uh, you know how you can, uh, open a beer bottle and you can make the cat when you open it, yeah, you can make the cat pop. fire at people. Yeah. They were doing shit like that to me. <laughs> what <laughs> the fuck? So the finish second was so like, <laughs> fuck I you. would hit shots and I could just turn around and look at all of them. Like, and, and, and I would, I would take my phone out after I, I'd shake this hand. Right. Yeah. And I take my phone out and just take a quick picture of the board and I'd say, have a nice <laughs> night, grab the board, the score sheet and leave. And it, it, it was, it was very gratifying, but no, uh, you know, at least in bowling, you know, there's that laser that goes across the floor where if you pass it, there's a fault. Right. None of that exists in pool or darts. They downstairs, they were having a pool tournament and there were probably 80 tables and there's nobody watching or regulating or you can't do that or you don't put the ball there or anything. It almost turns into like, like a fucking like bar fight, like tournament, like, <laughs> you know, the way you're describing it, like. Like, well, technically I was the best dart player there, but um, I got my ass kicked in the first round. Oh, you just had a bad game? No, I physically got my ass kicked in the first round because I was beating this guy. And so his friends jumped me and um, I didn't want to play anymore. So I guess a little bit of that happened, okay, because there were so many boards and guys were getting pissed and, and people, they were drinking. Mm -hmm. One of the guys I played couldn't play sober and I thought he was too drunk to play and he was just awesome wasted. It was really weird. But uh, I beat this one guy and the only time anybody said anything was he went up and, and with two hands pushed the, the electronic dartboard and he pushed it so hard that it hit the dartboard on the other side of the curtain behind it where people were playing oh. and they complained and got him thrown out. Our, our game was already over, but that was yeah. the only time the entire evening, anybody was redirected for any reason. Jeez. Lord of the flies. Fuck. Hey, you know, I just thought I was going, you know, you've I got, can't, darts yeah. is like a gentleman's game. You know, and I, I know the people, Allegedly. That are, the people that are in my league are, you know, husbands and wives. And, you know, it's, it's a pretty boring set of people. Like this is what we do on Thursdays to kind of get out yeah. of the house in the deep winter of Minnesota. Yeah. And I got there and it looked like the hell's angels uh, had, had just, arrived <laughs> just beards and, and like snowmobiles, sweatshirts and t-shirts and, and, uh, uh, you know, I, every other word was, I mean, I was definitely the prude, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was, you know, I, there was even one girl that was, it was, was, with her group of people, one of the wives or whatever that, uh, kept calling Oh, the straights up, the straights going to shoot this watch a straight. <laughs> just That's so funny because like when most people meet, you know, we're the ones in there going, shut up. You're going to scare the straights. So for you, to I'm be the, the straight, straight. <laughs> I'm the straight. I don't know. Maybe you got a taste of your own medicine. I don't, I don't think so personally, but, uh, Maybe some would see it that way. I, uh, God, I've been to like hockey tournaments where guys are just fucking sloppy drunk and way more etiquette than that. Way more etiquette. Well, you know, the, uh, the reason that we didn't, the reason we weren't here last week was twofold. Uh, we got hit with a gigantic snor snowstorm. We got like 16, 17 inches, uh, the Monday that we usually do the show. We're a week after that snowstorm. I we got, uh, and then I got, 
I threw my, my voice, just I lost my voice. On Got Sunday, throat colds. Travis sent me a text and he's like, hey, I don't think I'm going to make the show. I've got a cold, blah, blah, blah. I don't want to get you sick. You know, get a replacement. Well, uh, this happened at like three, I think, on Sunday. Plus, and I, yeah. I slept all day that Sunday because I knew, <laughs> I knew that the Vikings were going to lose. <laughs> there were a lot of different metrics telling me that. Yeah. More so than them just being the Vikings. Now, I didn't think we'd get embarrassed, but I thought we would lose. And uh, when we actually lost like that, like by the third quarter, I was at the grocery store kind of a thing, you know, like I yeah. was pissed. <laughs> uh, when Monday came up, I could have done the show. I eas- Sorry, lifers. I could easily have put a show out last week, but I was, you wouldn't want to hear from me. <laughs> I was grumpy. You're still a little salty this week. I was week. grumpy, and, yeah. and and now we've got the Super Bowl in town, and it was supposed to be our Super Bowl, the now first these, home team Super Bowl, and it's not. Yep, now these fucking Eagles are coming in after having just beat you. <laughs> I saw a sign downtown that said, uh, uh, Eagles fans come in and have a free, free beer be- thrown in your face. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. And, and yep. It's just... Uh, you know, it's... Uh, Have you been noticing the cops? Cop activities ramping up around that area. Yes, yeah, security. A, lot, a lot of... Like, just on my... Because I have to go around St. Paul to get to work. Like, I go just around the eastern edge of St. Paul. Actually, I go through eastern St. Paul. Um, and then, so, as I'm driving in to my left is down... You know, I can see the downtown St. Paul. And uh, just... Yeah, in the last week, starting early last week after the Miracle. Actually, it was after the Miracle game where it was like, Vikings might actually do this. Um, police everywhere now. Everywhere. Yeah. the uh, It's making my commute miserable. See. And I got another week, week and a half of this. The inconvenience is one thing. Well, here's the thing, though. I mean, this is this is payday for them. You know, they say no quotas, but you know, the state's going to make some money off of that. I don't even want to watch the Super Bowl and it's in my hometown. Like I have no interest in the Super Bowl. Oh no. I'm staying the fuck away from downtown for the next 10 days. If Tom Brady wins again, I've lost because I hate Tom Brady. Yeah. I hate everything about Tom Brady. Yeah. His pre talk about pricky face, right? <laughs> Him and his Ugg boots. I just, I'm over it. And if the Eagles win, I mean, we've all lost at that point. You can't, re- <laughs> you can't reward that fan base. Right. Uh, the Vikings gave to the Saints punter. Uh, so, something had happened, and Vikings fans felt bad about it, so they, they contributed to the Saints punter's charity. And he raised $500,000. He raised so much money that one of the places he was trying to donate the money to said, we can't take any money right now, so you're going to have to direct it someplace in your community. That's how much money he donated. So then it came out after we lost to the Eagles that Eagles fans were throwing batteries at people, beating people up. They were requiring escorts to get back to their car or on the plane. Just awful fan behavior, right? And so a couple of Eagles fans felt bad about that, and they wanted to give to our head coach, Zimmer's Mm -hmm. charity. It's raised seven grand, dude. (laughs) Seven grand. Yeah, stay classy, Philadelphia. That's um, not the money it takes to even put that money in play. That's how miserable of a contribution that is. Yeah, no, uh, Philly fans. I mean, I come from Pennsylvania, so I can tell you how notorious Philly fans are. Uh, one of the ph- pharmacists that I work with after the M- Minnesota miracle was um, 
thinking about going to Philly. Like that's uh, that Monday. She was like, okay, I'm in a lottery. I'm trying to get tickets. And I said, don't go. <laughs> Good <laughs> and advice. she looked at me like I just kicked her fucking dog. And I'm like, I'm from fucking Pennsylvania. Like I am telling you directly, don't go. They will throw batteries at you. They'll put shit in snowballs and throw it at you. I need an explanation. I need um, to know why. I don't know. I don't go to Philly. I don't go to Philly. When like, in your adult fucking you, life have you thought that it was appropriate to do anything like that to another human being under any circumstances? Yeah, you know, I mean, well, you know, there was that guy in the movie theater that you're talking about where you, or at the wild game, you know, you thought about it. You said you thought about it, Never but you did don't it. do it. Never you don't it. do it. And that's the thing. Like when the caps see, I don't go cause being a caps fan. Oh God, you wear red in that orange sea. Like they just tell you like, don't fucking go. If you're a caps fan and you want to go to affiliate, just don't fucking go. I think that's ridiculous. And it's stupid uh, because it's like, well, they see it as we're protecting our turf. This is in our environment. You're not going to see any red in our sea of orange. And I see it as you guys are fucking assholes. We can't go and enjoy a public sport together. You know, and because like Philly fans will come to D.C. and we'll give them shit. But like we rib them. You know what I mean? We don't throw shit at them. We don't. Yeah, we're throwing C batteries. Yeah. We're just heads. like, all right, Philly, you know, good luck, Philly. Keep it classy, Philly. When the Caps and Philly uh, played two years ago, I think they gave away some lights in honor of some guy from Philadelphia that just died. And the Caps, excuse me, and the Caps took like a huge lead. So the Philly fans just had enough of it. Down come these lights onto the ice and they're just pelting everyone on the ice. Like players, refs, everyone. They're just, and even the, the fucking PA announcer comes on. He's like, uh, hey guys. You're really making our town look good here. And so like, there's just sort of this joke amongst fans, like Pittsburgh fans will say it to Philly fans, DC fans will say, it, you know, and you always just sort of have this thing. Where you're just like, stay classy, Philly, stay classy. I know that they're known for it. I know that it, part of it kind of got adopted in the seventies with, you know, the rough and tumble flyers, but there's, there's nothing about that, that, would make you proud to be the fan. And if, if you, if, if, if you're an Eagles fan and you're listening to me talk right now and you're like, Oh bullshit, it's some sort of territorial thing. Let me put this in perspective for you. You're not on the field. You're not being paid. Those aren't your accomplishments or failures. None of those guys gives two shits about you per personally at all and would leave your town at the drop of a hat for a better contract as they always do. Yep. And our only allegiance as spectators is to treat each other with dignity and class to, to, to treat the person next to you. Even, even the guy talking to me through the whole fucking wild game, who's ruining my experience He's entitled to a degree of that. If he punches me, spits on me, throws something at me, whatever, that changes it. But, you know, root. Have a good time. Yeah. I'm miserable. I can get up and move, but you go ahead and root. Yeah. I'm not going to all of a sudden, you know, cold clock him across the face in front of his mother and then be <laughs> proud of it. I mean, what the fuck is wrong with it? Right, right. And if you were in Philly, they'd probably cheer you on. Like, they would cheer you on. Like, you, you fucking just did this great thing. Well, actually, I don't know how Philly... I, I'm pretty sure... I mean, I know Philly fans have fought other Philly fans. So I don't know like when the brotherly love, if they, how they actually define that, but um, brotherly love, because it is the city of brotherly love. Um, but when a Philly fan fights another Philly fan, I don't really, I don't know if there's a plotting or not, 
But for sure, if this guy would say rooting for the lightning and you cold cocked him, probably get an applause. Uh, in Minnesota, no. No, in Min- no, I'm, I'm saying there. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, you'd probably get a couple people cheer you. Not everyone. Not everyone. Let's give them, you know, let's give them credit. You know, sometimes a few bad apples spoil the bunch. But when you're seeing an entire stadium throwing lights down, you know what I mean? These hard LED lights down onto the ice and like how trying to pelt. How simple are you? Like how yeah. simple are you? What is going through your mind that you're willing to permanently hurt somebody else over something that really doesn't involve you at all? You're just yeah. watching, like watching a TV. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, well, it reminds me of that Saints fan that threw his television out the you know, after the Saints lost. You see that guy threw his huge new 4K TV out out from its two-story balcony? I did not. Oh, yeah. yeah. I just It's a game. Like, I get upset when the Caps lose. I do, too. But you know what? My life goes on. I get upset when the Caps lose big games because you're upset. I wanted you to, you know, I was rooting for you. That's yeah. great. Totally different emotion, though. When you grab a battery and you see, you know, they were beating the shit out of us. Yeah. If you see someone like for me, it would be wearing like a penguins jersey. You know, I've never thought of like fucking just throwing something at someone. A battery too, dude. That's like yeah. a rock. I've been to a Caps Penguins game and you know how much I fucking hate the penguins. And we lost in like a five, six, seven. It was like a seven round shootout. You know, we lost and it sucked. But like when I saw Penguins fan, I was there were Penguins fans around me. You know what we did? Good game, man. Good game. You know, you, you experienced guys, it together. Yeah, it was a shared experience. Yeah, good game, man. You guys still fucking suck. I still hate you guys, but uh, good game. Yeah, it was disappointing, and I was disappointed over the outcome, and I was disappointed over what I heard afterwards, and it just now we've got to host the Super Bowl with like just these two asshole teams. And they really are asshole yeah. teams. I mean, at least if the Patriots would have lost, you know, you would have had someone to root for. Like the rapist? We would have been rooting for the rapist? Wait, which one's... Or we would have no, been no, rooting not for rapist, the Jags. Bur- no, not rapist the, burger. The Jags were... The Jags. played, actually. You're right. The You're Jags. Right. Yeah, yeah, not rapist burger. Jesus. But the Jags... The, if they, Like, let's say the Jags and Vikings had made the Super Bowl, you know, I would have been happy, but none of the rest of the country would have because yeah. there was no rooting interest in Jags versus Philly, you know, that's an easy call. Jags all the way. I'm willing to bet that this is one of the lower rated Super Bowls of all time. Well, everything's been low rated lately. <laughs> none of us are watching shit. We're all in our own worlds. <laughs> no one's even listening to us right now. No, no. no. We're all just in a, in a little, little, our own little space. I'm not even listening to us. I mean, this whole time I've just been going, Words, 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 because I just, you know, you just, you just can't do it anymore. You can't do things. I think you're really pushing our audience to keep coming back. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was fun this week, and we will be back on time from now on. We're gonna, we're unless, gonna pick it up unless we get blizzarded again, and I get, uh, and I end up in a ditch. No, 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 no. One way or another, whether I'm here, you're here, or neither of us are here. When life attacks the program, we'll put shows out every Monday and we'll get back on our horse. So uh, every Tuesday for you guys, your loyalty will be rewarded. We appreciate it again. Share the show, favorite us, 
you know, subscribe. I think they tell people now to unsubscribe and to subscribe because I guess it pushes you up the list. So you go unsubscribe and subscribe. I, I don't realize, yeah. I, I don't understand how yep. it works, but it, whatever you do, do it. Hey, if your friend gives you his phone to like take a picture of him, just, you know, <laughs> go into his podcast thing, just subscribe him. It's dirty. <laughs> you know, just do it. Uh, I heard this, you know, a Capitals podcast actually recommended people. And I was like, you know, I actually did that. Too. I've actually done that to a friend or two. They'd be like, hey, man, take a picture of me. I'm like, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm just getting it right here. I'm just getting it right. The whole time I'm pulling up podcasts when life attacks. Did you know you're a lifer now? <laughs> yep. You're a lifer. Subscribe. <laughs> so go ahead and hit that subscribe button for a friend. And um, please do uh, leave us a review. Yep. Reviews are good. Uh, likes on Facebook are good. Sharing us. You know, the things that we need are you just to kind of... Help push us along through the world. You listen to us for an hour. Just take that extra second. We'll, we'll even, you know, maybe even be a lot better. Like we'd be newly inspired. Yeah. Newly inspired. Yeah. Like we, we wouldn't be so down on everything. Then again, it is the middle of winter in Minnesota. Yeah, we were a little down this week. Well, I was James Hamilton. I was Travis McFalls. Thanks for listening. Why don't you follow us on Twitter at When Life Attacks or Facebook When Life Attacks podcast. Or you can look directly at our blog, which is whenlifeattackspodcast.com. Excuse me, ladies. <laughs> you may remember me as the guy who came to dinner a few weeks ago with underwear on my head. My name is Keith Stack from Milburn, New Jersey. State bird, the mosquito. And as you may have heard, I am recently a crowned Class B dungeon master. So if any of you would like to play D&D today, please speak now. Or forever hold your peace. Anyone? Alexa, maybe you'd like to join in? We do need a druid, and you have definitely cast a level 5 charm spell on me. In your dreams, douchebag. Douchebags are hygienic products. I take that as a compliment. Thank you. <laughs> Ew!